Hey, what's going on, my good people? It's your boy Antoine Smith-Smith. It's me, the Sports Machine. And you tune in to the Sports Machine Podcast. On Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Pocket Cast. So you can catch me on a lot of platforms. But right now, I'm on Anchor when I'm doing this. But let's get into it right quick. Um, three things I'm going to discuss in this podcast um, first, Le'Veon Bell. Been drug tested five times in the last ten weeks, which equates to every other week ever since the season started. Y'all gonna get my thoughts on that. I'm gonna get some thoughts from uh, my comment box on Facebook. And I'm gonna get my thoughts on it because uh, a lot of what they said on Facebook in these comments is what I agree with and what I've been saying. Um, I'm going to dive back into Colin Kaepernick again. Uh, I had a couple more comments from uh, followers that uh, I feel like they made good points and I want to add to it. So the Colin Kaepernick discussion continues. Last but not least, third part, NFL Week 12 picks and predictions. Something I love to do. I love to give y'all my my picks, my predictions, but I also like to give y'all my fantasy players to watch. Because um, there are always sleepers out there. Trust me, there is always a sleeper. But when I come back, I'm going to get started on this Le'Veon Bell thing. Drug testing in the NFL is crazy, man. Some people get caught, some don't. If you make money, you're a superstar player, just be well. <laughs> just be well. Trust me, just be well. But I'll be right back, my good people. Stay tuned. Yo, this is Will Walker from Will's Take on Sports on Spreaker.com. And you're listening to the best darn sports podcaster in the city of Atlanta. My boy, Smitty Smith and Smitty Sports Machine. Take care. I holla. tuning in as always to the sports machine i appreciate it man you didn't have to be here but you chose to man thank y'all for listening i really appreciate it and also thank y'all for subscribing to my youtube channel if you have uh following me on this podcast if you have or just follow me on any platform you can find everything i do on twitter at fatboyslim underscore 21 fatboyslim underscore 21 that's f-a-t-b-o-i S-L-I-M underscore 21. Everything that I do from YouTube to Twitter to Anchor, Facebook, it's all on my Twitter page. Because that's why I chill. But right quick, let's get into this Le'Veon Bell situation. Um, I wanted to speak on this because, uh, and you can also find this on my uh, YouTube channel. But um, I had some great comments when I posted this. Uh, from my YouTube channel to my Facebook uh, group. Um, Le'Veon Bell fired back on the NFL for their random drug testing. Uh, in, a, in a sense, he's just saying that he's tired of taking tests that he feels like, you know, don't have anything to do with him. 
If you're wondering what it is, it's a HGH, human growth hormone. Uh, it's a drug that players take to enhance themselves. Uh, it's also used for injuries of when a player needs to heal. So it's used for more than one thing, but it's banned by the NFL because they feel like it's, it gives the athlete an edge. And on top of that, it can do major damage to your body. And I've always said this on record that, um, to be honest, and I'm not being mean, I said let them do it. Because if you want to end your life early or damage your body, you have the right to do that because it's your body. Now, I understand that sports have rules. But at the same time, just like baseball, I'm going to go back right there right quick. You remember in baseball, um, Bud Selig turned a blind eye to steroids. Because go back to 1989, Mark McGuire, Jose Canseco. How your major league baseball world do? They were juicing. Nothing was done. Then we fast forward, what, 10 years, 15 years later? Mitchell Report. Starts talking about steroids. And y'all hear that alarm right there. That means it was a lie. But, <laughs> but, turning a blind eye to a problem, you know, that's been going on God knows how long. Because steroids has been around since baseball been going on. Or really any sport has been going on. But to all of a sudden worry about, you know, who's taking HGH. uh, Who's injecting themselves. Because we all know Barry Bonds took it. Couldn't prove it. Uh, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa. Both of them tested positive. Rafael Palmero. I mean, the list goes on and on. And when it gets to football, you have players uh, just getting suspended left and right. Uh, that's been, in the last decade, the more most players have gotten suspended than I have ever seen. Because, like I said, turning the blind eye and suspension of this kind did not go on until Roger Goodell, as one of my friends stated, until he became commissioner. Paul Tagliabue was commissioner of the NFL. Um, I don't remember, you know, these things going on, these suspensions. But now that baseball has amped up their policies, the NFL is trying to follow suit. But at the same time, like I said, I really don't care because at the same time, like I said, I don't care. It's your body. You should be able to do what you want to do, but they have rules. But not only that. Think about this. Steroids. How should I say this? You can get steroids on any corner, anywhere. Steroids or any other drug, substance abuse or whatever. If you're banning this stuff and then the same time the law is being passed right now where you can get it legally, why not just legalize marijuana uh, HGH or whatever else you want to take but do it in a you know respectful manner give these players a break they're making millions of dollars and they're trying to keep themselves up because in football the what is the uh, 
career span. I think three and a half years, it's not a long time. You know, players are trying to get themselves an edge to perform at their best um, because I don't care how much steroids you take. If you don't have a skill to play the game, it won't matter how much you take. You'll just be out there wasting your time and tearing your body up. So that's another reason why I think, uh, you know, it's, it shouldn't be a problem. Skill, these sports require skill to play. I even seen pitchers in baseball couldn't pitch a lick. Throw the ball 95 miles an hour, 99 miles an hour, couldn't find a strike zone. And when they did find a strike zone, the ball flew over the fence. So skill, self, uh, self-inflicted pain, just let it go, man. Just let it go. But right quick, I want to get into some of these comments. This comment is from Mari Mo Gamble, big supporter of my group. Always, you know, gives feedback on anything I post. Say so it seems to be excessive that which he's talking about Le'Veon Bell, especially just for marijuana. But it's not for marijuana. It's not for marijuana this time. Yeah, I remember he got, you know, suspended in his earlier years in the league. I think it was his second year in the league. He got caught in the car with uh, Gary Blunt, member of the Steelers, and uh, they both got suspended for marijuana. Uh, marijuana possession after they were charged but you know like he said it's protocol NFL Players Association needs to do better and I agree and my buddy Remy Yates uh, and I also said this um, the collective bargaining agreement needs to be reworked to where you know drug testing uh, is only you know required if which I said, which I think is going on anyway, uh, snitching. Uh, it should be only required if you're reported by, you know, a trainer or someone, you know, part of the training team, a doctor or anybody. Random drug tests, you know, shouldn't be done because you're randomly drug testing someone who doesn't even have a drug problem, uh, who doesn't even have a substance abuse problem. And most players, and I'm going to call names now because I didn't know my YouTube video, but now that I sit back and think about it, J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt is one of the best defensive players to ever play the game. But J.J. Watt can't stay healthy. And what did I just say about steroids? Steroids will ravage your body, cause injuries, and end your career. So that's why I don't see a problem with it. If you want to do that in your career, lose that on millions, that's on you. Another one, and you know, they haven't said anything yet, but Khalil Mack is another that I feel is um, juicing because uh, he's a good player now. I'm not going to take that away from him. But at some points of the game, it seems like he's just full blow, ready to go as the game goes on. You losing first start of the first part of the season. Khalil Mack, best defensive lineman in the league. Middle towards the end, disappears. So you can sometimes tell, but if you're not a football fan, you won't notice it. But let's get to another couple of these comments. Uh, John Turner. 
another person that uh supports me, and I thank him for that. And he makes a good point. If the lead likes you, imagine you're not tested. If they don't, they're probably going to try to get rid of you. It's just his thoughts. And he made a very good point. Because they test who they want to test. And I've said this over and over. They test who they want to test. But the ones that they test with the big names, those are the ones that come to light. Smaller players making with 650 to 750, 750,000 a year, they don't worry about that. They want the big name cats where they can recoup some of that money out those big contracts because they're going to have to find a way to break the scale at each position. And trust me, they're going to do it. But Remy makes a great point. Remy said Brady was tested three times in five weeks after Edelman, Edelman, you know, got suspended for it. It's not about race or favoritism. It seems more likely targeting the wealthy, which I just said. Bill makes how much money? Makes $13 million a year. Not minimum wage. Rob Gronkowski retired to get into weed, CBD, but he was a target for that same reason before that. And he makes a great point there. If you know that you're going to get caught and you've been in the league a long time, knowing you're going to miss, you know, significant time and you don't have much time left, go ahead and retire. Just like Ron Gronkowski, like I said, um, HGH is used for injuries, injury recovery also. So Rob Gronkowski had a back injury before he entered the league. And he's had, you know, injuries uh, uh, shoulder dislocation, knee injury, ankle injury. And that's a sign of HGH use. And that's what I'm saying. It just, to me, it's just never going to stop. So why not legalize it? Because it's only going to get worse. John Turner says, keep this in mind. Fines don't go to the league. They go to the NFL Care Foundation and Gene Upshaw, PA Assistant Trust. And that is the main reason why these fines are coming. That's why they're doing these testing. That money goes from Player Care Foundation into the retirement fund of players that have played and suffered career in the injuries that they have to pay. So instead of the owners paying out of their pocket, the players that are getting fined are paying for the paying for the retired players to live after football. It's the world's biggest pimp game. And if you don't pay attention, you will get caught. Those are very good points, John and Remy. I totally agree. John goes on and says, although certain violation contract could result in a loss of potential bonus money. That bonus money that they lose, straight to the player care fund, straight to retired players. I have a player, I have a cousin right now receiving retirement pension from a knee injury he suffered while playing football in the NFL so the NFL they're finding ways to pimp these players and these players are, they're going to have to fight back they're going to have to fight back Remy goes on and says Dale only did that to appease the NFL Players Association it's still a power trip drug testing didn't exist before him like I said earlier it's not the players association hands out of fines and suspensions it's the commissioner 
Now, let me give you, before I go on to my next topic, let me give you some players right quick that have been suspended this year. Antonio Callaway got the rest of the season, and then he was cut by the Cleveland Browns for substance abuse. Sportsman, uh, sportsman-like conduct, Miles Garrett, six games. He loses $1.1 million. Marquise Pouncey, two games, 140000 Larry Ogum and Joby, defensive tackle Cleveland, one game, 48000 Richard Sherman, hit against a defensive receiver, 28000 Michael Thomas, excessive face mask, 10000 JT Gray, rough from the kicker, and Ryan, and Ryan Allen, 10000 Jarvis and Landry, Taunton Buffalo, 10000 So they're just, you know, racking up fines, building up that care fund, which they had to pay out over a billion dollars a couple of years back so it's just getting worse and they're still pimping these players so Le'Veon Bell has a damn good excuse to not get drug tested they're trying to find something so they can put money in the NFL care fund so pay attention Le'Veon Bell has opened his eyes and hopefully he's opened the eyes of some of these players when that NFL Collective bargaining agreement comes up in a couple of years. Don't be surprised if it's a strike. Because these players are going to speak out. And they're going to get their money. And the NFL will have to pay up. Either that is going to be a work stoppage. One or the other. But that's my quick thought on that. When I get back. Let's get into this Colin Kaepernick thing one more time. We'll be right back my good people. What's going on? It's your man Raphael Haynes, aka Mr. Controversy. Did you miss me? It's a must that you keep it locked here on the Sports Machine Podcast. My man, Smitty Smitty. Yeah. Shape is not the issue. It's still, to me, social injustice and, you know, him speaking his mind. And I'm going to play a clip for y'all right quick so y'all can get an understanding of where he's coming from. I appreciate y'all all coming out. That means a lot to me. Our biggest thing with everything today was making sure we had transparency in what went on. We weren't getting that elsewhere, so we came out here. It's important that y'all are here. Y'all been attacked for the last three years. Y'all continue to be attacked. We appreciate what y'all do. We appreciate you being here today. 
We appreciate the work you do for the people and telling the truth. That's what we want in everything. I've been ready for three years. I've been denied for three years. We all know why I came out here, showed it today in front of everybody. We have nothing to hide. So we're waiting for the 32 owners, the 32 teams, Roger Goodell, all of them to stop running. Stop running from the truth. Stop running from the people. We're out here. We're ready to play. We're ready to go anywhere. My agent, Jeff Nally, is ready to talk to any team. I interview with any team at any time. I've been ready. I'm staying ready. And I'll continue to be ready. And to all the people that came out here today to support, I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. To the people that aren't here, I'm thinking of you. I appreciate you supporting from where you are. We'll continue to give you updates as we hear. We'll be waiting to hear from Roger Goodell, the NFL, the 32 teams. We'll let you know if we hear from them. Ball's in their court. We're ready to go. I appreciate it. Well, there you have it. He made some very good points. Still in shape. He's been waiting three years. So why does the NFL try to throw this out at the last second? I absolutely think they were trying to rid themselves of that problem good once and for all. Uh, Eric Reed spoke on the situation. Still take Colin Kaepernick's side. And from what I'm seeing right now, um, it's now enough. got a settlement from the NFL, uh, you know how much it was, I don't have to say, just Google it if you don't know, but um, it's crazy that um, Stephen A. Smith uh, has been getting slapped, he's been getting, um, Terrell Owens put him in his place also, saying uh, that's Kellum and his co-host was acting black and he, uh, Stephen A. Smith saying uh, Colin Kaepernick doesn't want to play, uh, he's you know, he's a Marty, uh, which is Martin Luther King for short. And he's trying to bring that to the NFL. Uh, one point that Stephen A. Smith made that was right on, right on the target is uh, you can't bite the hand that feeds you. In so many words, you know, that means that you're working on somebody's job and you're trying to bring attention and unwanted attention to that job and at the end of the day you're asking them for a job so either you're going to go by their rules and go by their rules play by the rules and end this oppression thing or you're going to keep pushing for equality social injustice um, to go away uh, so it's going to be one or the other can't have both this, tells the NFL you is this, we may play football again, but if he stays on this course, he can kiss football goodbye, and truth be told, he doesn't need the money, he's, he's rich, he can, the money that he got off that settlement, he can last him the rest of his life, he don't need money, so if it's for the love of the game, and it's for him standing up, you know, for what he loves, and what he believes is right, Something's got to give. Something's got to give. Simple as that. Simple as that. So, those are my quick thoughts on Colin Kaepernick. But when I come back, it's parts we've been waiting for. NFL 12, 
NFL Week 12. Picks, predictions, and fantasy players to watch. I'll be right back. This is former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, big game, James Canada. And when I need to get my sports fix, I tune into Smitty Sports Machine. segment rolling man it's a segment you've been waiting on and it's my favorite part picks and predictions for week 12 fantasy owners out there people that love fantasy football y'all gonna love this one but we gonna start it off in Houston this one is for the AFC South and more than likely will determine who will win the division because uh, both of their schedules are tough down the stretch and you know, upsets can happen at any time in the NFL. So losing, you know, this time of the year might not be good after this game. The winner goes to seven and four. The other one goes to six and five. One team's chance will increase seventy percent. The other one will, will drop to twenty percent. So it is a key game. This game gonna be uh. Interesting to say the least. Texans got blew out last week in Baltimore. So they're looking to bounce back at home. Indianapolis had a great win over Jacksonville. And um, the Colts are rolling. I love what they did last week. Two 100-yard rushes in the same game. Dominant backfield behind a dominant offensive line. Same thing that killed the Texans last week against uh, the Ravens, a run game. Which is why I'm picking the Colts at home. I'm sorry, in Houston. I'm taking the Colts in this one. And I'm going to go Colts 23, Texans 17. So that's the Thursday night game. Let's get into these 1 o'clock games right quick. Browns and Dolphins in Cleveland. Dolphins on a two-game winning streak and they rolling. Cleveland also on two-game winning streak. They rolling. But they're going to be without Miles Garrett, who uh, got suspended for the fight with Mason Rudolph. And I think that would be a big blow to them. But I think they can take care of Miami at home since they took care of Pittsburgh at home. I'm going to take the Browns and this one at home. I'm going to take the Browns 27, Dolphins 17. My player to watch in this game will be Nick Chubb, leading rusher in the NFL over a thousand yards in half the time from what he did last year. So I think he gets 100 yards in this game. 120 yards, two touchdowns. Nick Chubb gonna be my fastest player to watch. Lions and Redskins. Redskins got tickets selling for four dollars. <laughs> Don't laugh, it ain't funny because my team have been there before. But the Lions are looking to finally pick up another win, and this will be a key game for the Lions. And the Redskins, they're aiming for that top spot. Even though Cincinnati hasn't won, I think Washington is actually worse than Cincinnati. Funny but true. Lions, um, I think they have a little bit more construction to their team. Uh, their defense has, you know, disappointed me because 
you know, I thought they would have a better defense than what they have, but you can't expect much from a team that lost their best pass rusher last year. Redskins, I think, will be without Adrian Peterson this game. Case Keenan will have to uh, figure out a way to get the ball down the field, but I think the Lions defense can stop the Redskins, knowing that they just blew the Redskins out at home last week. Which is why I'm going to take the Lions on the road 24-10 over the Redskins. My player to watch in this game is going to be... I'm going to go TJ Hawkinson. It's time for him to have a breakout game. Uh, since the, I don't think the Redskins have anybody on their, you know, in their linebacking group that can cover him. So look for him to have a big game. I'll give him at least 80 yards of a touchdown. And I can see him going two touchdowns. Because, like I said, the linebackers of the Redskins can't cover him. Raiders and Jets. The Jets are <laughs> up and down, up and down. But the Raiders, one of the most surprising teams this year, will go to New York, and I think they will handle their business. John Gruden has that team playing, and they could slip into the playoffs and could be dangerous. Remember, John Gruden has a Super Bowl win. So he knows what it takes when he gets to the playoffs. All they have to do is get there. David Carr, in my opinion, could be a sleeper in the MVP race. If he has a good stretch down, you know, towards the end, I think he pulls up in the rear end into the top three. Don't come at me with it because, yeah, I said it. I think the Raiders win this one handily. I'll give the Raiders 31. The Jets, 20. My player to watch in this game, Josh Jacobs, Ricky running back for the Raiders. He's been having an awesome season. Could be in line with Kyler Murray for Rookie of the Year. Offensive Rookie of the Year. I think he has another 100-yard game, at least two touchdowns. He's just that dynamic. Giants at Bears. This is going to be a defense struggle. And the Bears, they struggled on offense against the Rams last week. Uh, only, you know, scoring seven points. They had their chances couple of missed field goals but they're in you know they play the Giants at home which I think they can catch a break Daniel Jones is an excellent young quarterback who I think gets better over time but against the Bears defense I don't think he can do it this game so I'm going to take the Bears in this game at home 20 to 10 my player to watch it might be the defense to watch I'm going to take the Bears defense I think they can cause enough turnovers against a young quarterback, which uh, can run up the score. So if you have the Bears defense on your roster, you may have a, you may be eking out a win this week. Panthers and Saints, NFC South Division. This has always been a hard game for the Saints and in New Orleans. Funny, oddly enough, Panthers played them tough at home. So Kyle Allen came back down to earth his last four games. Three touchdowns, nine interceptions against a tough Saints defense. Y'all see what happened to the Panthers last week against my Atlanta Falcons. 26-9, Kyle Allen had four interceptions. I think his trouble continues in this game. Saints defense is good, man. They're good. All they have to do is stop people at the right time. If they can do that, Saints have a chance to win the NFC. So I'm going to take the Saints at home in this one. I'm going to take them handily. I think they beat up on the Saints 34-14 at home. My player to watch in this game, I think Drew Brees finally has that breakout game he's been waiting for. 
So I'm going to give Drew Brees 350 yards passing, four touchdowns against a Panther defense that might get tired because they can't move the ball. Seahawks and Eagles in Philadelphia. Eagles fell short last week against the Patriots 17-10, while the Seahawks won their last game. I think they had a bye week, but I'm not sure. But um, they did have a bye week because they beat the 49ers the week before. So, the Seahawks and the Eagles, Carson Wentz, Russell Wilson. Wilson is in the MVP discussion, and he's top two, in my opinion, next to Lamar Jackson. So, the Eagles must win this game in order to stay in the playoff race. If they lose this game, it's going to be tough. Only way they would make the playoffs, if, I said if, they can win the NFC East. I think Russell Wilson has a big game with Josh Gordon, DK Metcalf, uh, Tyler Lockett will have a field day against the Eagles secondary has struggled. So, I'm going to take the Seahawks on the road. 27, Eagles 17. And I'm lucky to get an Eagles 17 out the last week, Sean. Had a great first quarter, but after that, it just all went to the wayside. Buccaneers and Falcons. Falcons on a two-game winning streak. Buccaneers lost last week. So, Falcons are riding hot in Atlanta against a Buccaneers team that is turnover-prone. Something the Falcons have done well the last two weeks. They rushed the pasture. Rushed the pasture. Got four interceptions, like I said, against Kyle Allen last week. Against Jamin Winston, who's turnover prone. That's a recipe for disaster for the Buccaneers. I'm going to take the Falcons at home. And they might run up the score as well. I'm going to take them 31-17 also. My player to watch in this game is uh, Julio Jones. Calvin Ridley had a great game last week with eight catches, 143 yards, touchdown. I think it's Julio Jones' time to put up the numbers. I think Julio can get at least eight catches, just like we really did last week. But I think he goes more than that. I think he gets 175 yards and two touchdowns. So look for a big game for Julio Jones in uh, in Atlanta. Bills and Broncos in Western New York. Bills defense, man. It's one of the best in the NFL. Very underrated. Bills 7-3. Last time the Bills was 7-3, guess what? They made the Super Bowl. So, Buffalo is headed down the right track. Oh, Josh Allen is picking it up every week. Seems like after he loses next game, he puts it together. And that's what the Bills need. Broncos, we already know what they problem is. No quarterback. They can get a quarterback. Broncos would be unstoppable. Because they have a great defense, but they can't keep the ball long enough to get a defense rest. So, that will be the problem in Buffalo. Josh Allen can run the ball. Buffalo has a great run, run game. Decent offensive line. They can control the ball. So, I think that's the... I think that's going to be the deciding factor. Another thing, it makes no sense. We all know how the Buffalo play in the snow. Denver is built for the snow. But against that defense, with a young quarterback, it's going to be tough. So I'm going to take the Bills at home, 20 to 10, over the Broncos in Buffalo. My player to watch, Josh Allen. He doesn't put up many pass yards, but he makes them count. 200 pass yards, 50 run yards, 
one touchdown pass, maybe a touchdown run. We shall see. Stealing the Bengals. This game is going to be interesting. Uh, the Steelers will be out the out, you know, they'll be missing key players. Pouncing, you know, he got suspended. Uh, they have the young Mason Rudolph at quarterback, which would be working with a young center. So, this may be a recipe for the Bengals to get their first win at home. They're 0-10, so look for the Bengals to put forth a good effort. But they have to win at least one game, and this may be that game. After this game, I don't see them winning, you know, down the road, past this game. Still, still have their run game. That is the big advantage in this one. And I think that would probably do it. If James Conner can get 120 yards, which I think he can, they can put a lot over the Bengals. The Bengals have struggled at quarterback. They can't move the ball. They give up a lot of big plays. So, that's why I'm taking the Steelers. I'm taking the Steelers on the road, 24-10, over the Bengals. Player to watch, as I said, James Conner, 120 yards and a touchdown. Those are my 1 o'clock games. I'll be right back with them 4 o'clock games and those primetime games. Y'all stay tuned. What's going on, everybody? It's Mike Patton, a.k.a. The General, SportsAwakening.com, and you're tuned in to Smitty Sports Machine and my boy, Antoine Smitty Smith. comments on there. Just join in the conversation because that's what you know that's what I like. I'm always up for debate on any topic. 
But Tom Brady, America's team versus, versus America's team. Tom Brady, 42 years old. Dak Prescott, the new young gun in the NFL. Versus old school versus new school. Defense versus defense. But I think the difference will be the Cowboys running game. If the Cowboys and Zeke Elliott can run the ball against that Patriots defense, I think Dallas has a chance, chance to take this game. But on the other hand, Tom Brady in a short passing game is tough to stop. And Dallas linebackers are run stoppers and not coverage type linebackers. So that being said, I'm going to take the Patriots at home. It's going to be a close and good game, though. I'm going to take the Patriots at home 23-20 over the Cowboys. Player to watch, James White. Dude is a receiving machine out the back. I think he has at least 89 catches, at least 75 yards receiving, maybe 30 yards rushing and a touchdown. So look for him to get it going. Again, that's 105 total yards, one touchdown, 89 receptions for James White, my player to watch. Sunday Night Football, another good one. It's a flex game. Packers and 49ers. 9-1 49ers against the Packers who are 0-2. 49ers defense is playing well with Jimmy Garoppolo. Man, Jimmy Garoppolo made a big comeback against the Arizona Cardinals. They let the lead know and put the lead on notice that he can come through in crunch time. But if he can do that, look for the 49ers to make their first Super Bowl in over 25 years. It's been that long. So, 49ers at home against the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Packers defense has been kind of suspect the last couple of weeks. But, nonetheless, they're still one of the best deep, top 10 defenses in the league. But I think the 49ers are even stronger on defense. See, they almost had to come back against the Seahawks. Came back against the Cardinals. So, at home, I'm going to take the 49ers over the Packers. And this one, this one's going to be a good one also. I'm going to take the 49ers at home 24-21 over the Packers. My player to watch, I'm going to go Jimmy Garoppolo. If he can have at least 275 yards, two touchdowns, 49ers have an excellent chance to win. Final game, Monday Night Football, probably the best game of the week. Ravens and Rams in L.A. Lamar Jackson going to go showtime. And I'm not talking about just because he's in L.A. To me, he's the top front runner for the MVP this year. Uh, Russell Wilson is a close second. I put Davin Cook third. A lot of people don't give Davin Cook his due, but trust me, Davin Cook is right there. Ravens still have that faulty defense and the Rams have struggled on offense the last couple of weeks. Two weeks ago, Todd Gurley had his best game. Yet, or was it last? No, it was last week against the Bears. He had his best game of the year. So, that being said, still going to pull this one out. They still have that defense that who can stop Lamar Jackson. I don't think the Rams can on defense. So I'm going to take the Ravens on the road. And I'm going to take them pretty good. 27-17 over the Rams. The Rams offense has struggled the last couple of weeks so it's going to be tough. I play on the watch. You know who it is. Lamar Jackson. 200 yards passing. 100 yards rushing. I say four total touchdowns. I'm going to just give it to him. No, three total touchdowns, I'm sorry. Three total touchdowns. He would be the reason why they scored 27 points. 
that's all I have for you for this episode. As I said earlier, follow me on all social media platforms, all podcast platforms for this show. Uh, Twitter at Fat Boy Slim is where you can find me. You can find everything I do on that platform alone. So if you go to Twitter, you will see everything. Anchor, YouTube, Facebook, everything. That's all the time I have for this show, folks. Thank y'all for tuning in as always. Always. I always thank y'all. It's your boy Antoine Smitty Smith. Smitty is the force machine. I will catch y'all on the flip side, my good people. Peace.